what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show my name is kyle and in this video well it's sunday it's august 15th we just had a ton of preseason games last night we're just going to simply open up some of the box scores we're going to uh, go check the twitter and, and search some of the notable plays that we need to watch and just kind of see some of the highlights of uh, all the action that we just got uh, overwhelmed with the last two days. There were some games on Friday night. I'm going to hop into a screen share first, and then we can kind of dive into Let's dive into the Friday night games. There really wasn't too much hot action on the Friday night slate, uh, but we'll just click into Tennessee and Atlanta. Let me just do a little bit of zoomage. Uh, it's kind of a nothing game. It was 23-3. to three. Uh, Tennessee just kind of took it and ran with it. Not too many starters played. You see Logan Woodside and Matt Barkley were the main quarterbacks, both through a touchdown. Uh, not, too many, uh, not too many big deep plays. Uh, the running back game, Brian Hill now on the Tennessee Titans, 12 for 43. Darrington Evans, there was, I thought, an injury to Darrington Evans. I thought he pulled up, uh, but he ran 4 for 26. He's supposed to be the primary backup to Derrick Henry. Uh, but if he's injured or anything, we're going to have to monitor his practice reports this week. Uh, Jeremy McNichols will probably be the number three. But don't sleep on Brian Hill. I think Brian Hill's a pretty good running back, and uh, he can handle a full workload. And then as far as receivers, nothing really stuck out here. Uh, just a bunch of guys trying to make the team. Chester Rogers now in Tennessee, Cameron Batson. Uh, just nothing really stuck out in this game at all. On the Atlanta side, A.J. McCarron was the primary backup. Felipe Franks came in at the end. Uh, Felipe Franks, though, with a 52-yard run. That was interesting. Uh, nothing really happened out of the running back game here. Caleb Huntley, he was an undrafted free agent, 6 uh, for 18. Deontay Foreman, we'll see if he can kind of make a team this year, 3 for 10. Javian Hawkins, another undrafted free agent that people have been talking about, is 5 for 2. Uh, but, man, Mike Davis didn't play. No Quadri Allison. So we'll see. I think those are the top two running backs in Atlanta. I'm not... Super excited about the Atlanta running game. I think with the new coaching staff there, though, we should be interested a little bit. And then nothing really happened in this game at all as far as wide receivers. Like, we don't see anybody on this list that we would need to know for fantasy. So I think from this game, we, we really did not learn uh, much of anything at all. Maybe, if anything, it's uh, we know who the starters are for both sides. So that could be uh, important. Uh, just, you know, we, we, we know what we're getting with Tennessee and Atlanta. So we know the guys. We know the names. And uh, let's move on to Buffalo and Detroit. Now, this game was a little bit interesting. We did see some starters play in this one. Starting with the Lions, Jared Goff started the game 7 of 9 for 56 yards. It was kind of a dink and dunk, really small, uh, short area of the field kind of game. But uh, nonetheless, 7 of 9, 56 yards. I think he did lead a field goal drive. Uh, Tim Boyle was the number two quarterback, 8 of 15, 38 yards. Really low yards per uh, average, you know, yards per attempt. And then David Blah. Uh, David Blau came in five for six and 76. He had a deep shot there. Uh, the running backs, Jamal Williams got the most work, nine carries, 15 yards. He's the primary uh, number two back behind DeAndre Swift. We might see him play a little bit more than people are hoping for, uh, especially if you're into DeAndre Swift. I'm not a huge fan of DeAndre Swift at ADP. I think I like some of the receivers and some other players more at his range. And then the receivers, uh, interesting, Tyrell Williams caught two for 30 from Jared Goff. That's going to be the number one receiver, I think. So if you get to the end of your draft and Tyrell Williams is still hanging around, it's it's hard to get a number one receiver that late, but he might be around. Amon Ross St. Brown, he was two, uh, two receptions on two targets for 12 yards. He's probably going to be the number two receiver there. I didn't see any shots to, yeah, Rashad Bateman did not get any targets. And of course, TJ Hawkinson did not play. Um, so the only interesting things to note here was Tyrell Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown might be useful. 
uh, in some capacity for fantasy at some point this year. And then Jamal Williams is the clear number two running back. They're going to try to get his touches up. And then on Buffalo side, uh, the quarterbacks, no Josh Allen, of course. Davis Webb played. Jake Fromm played. Mitch Trubisky. For some reason, only two passing attempts. I don't know why he didn't get more work. Maybe they just wanted to see if Webb versus Fromm for the number three. Maybe Trubisky's already locked into the two. I, I really don't know. Uh, but the running backs, no Zach Moss. We know Zach Moss. I think he's got a little hamstring thing going on right now. So this was the Devin Singletary and Matt Breida show. Uh, Singletary, 8 for 42. He had a long of 15 yards. And Matt Breida, 10 for 27. Uh, just probably operating with the backup offensive line, but it's good to note that uh, they're they're going to the try to run the ball. I think this year, whether it's a it's a trio or a duo, I think it's going to be a mess for fantasy. <clears throat> and Matt Breida just further complicates uh, what's going on for Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. So if you're trying to target Buffalo players, I don't think the running game is where we want to be. Uh, I think it's all going to be about Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and some of the passing weapons here. And then if we look into the receiving game. Really, nobody played here that we're going to need for fantasy. I know McKenzie is kind of fighting for the fourth or fifth spot. Uh, Matt Breida did catch two of them. Um, let's see. Devin Singletary caught one for the touchdown. That was probably the, the highlight of the night for this game. Uh, and then nothing really, you know, sticks out from this game. A lot of uh, a, a lot of third and fourth stringers in week one of the preseason game. So we'll we'll see if this gets ramped up uh, maybe to the third preseason game where we see a little bit more starter action. And then the last game from Friday, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, we got Arizona and Dallas. And this one had some interesting players. This one was probably the most fun game of the night on Friday. Uh, the passing, you know, nothing really big in the passing game for Dallas. Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci. On Arizona's side, it was Chris Strebler and, and, and Colt McCoy. Uh, nothing really, you know, crazy from the quarterbacks. They're both going to sit Dak. They're both going to sit Kyler Murray. Uh, but the backup running back spots, um, Dallas is looking for their number three. I think Rico Dowdle is going to be the guy there, eight for 25. But don't forget about Jaquan Hardy. He's going to make a push. Uh, and, of course, Tony Pollard did get some run, four for 13. He was in with the starters. On Arizona's side, you know Benjamin. He's going to be the number three back here, uh, five for 50 and a touchdown. I think he was a seventh-round pick from these guys last year. Uh, he looks to be locked into the number three. So if anything happens to Chase Edmonds or James Conner, you know Benjamin is going to be the name that you need to know from the waiver wire. And then Rondell Moore was getting some carries, two for 16, uh, long of nine. Chase Edmonds actually did get some run. We know James Conner is out on the COVID list. I think I don't think he has COVID. He's just a close uh, a close contact or someone that has it. Uh, but Chase Edmonds did get the start, three for 10. Uh, but Eno Benjamin, man, that was the name that stuck out from this column. And then if we look at the receivers, this is where it gets a little fun. On the Dallas side, the game opened up with like a couple really quick targets to Michael Gallup. He was two for 23, uh, three total targets. They were using him in the slot, and CeeDee Lamb was lined up outside. CeeDee Lamb did get one target, uh, but this is just further uh, banging the drum for me that Michael Gallup is the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver to own. He is the cheapest one to acquire. You can get him you know, seventh round sometimes, eighth round, depends on what platform you use. But man, they're going to use Michael Gallup in the slot more, which means more targets, more receptions. Uh, probably a, a little bit dip in his yards per catch. He's typically been a 14, 15 yards per catch player. Uh, but if they're trying to get him the ball quicker, he's you know going to be somewhere uh, 10 to 11, 12, 13 yards per catch. But more volume is a good thing for Michael Gallup. I think I took that as the biggest positive uh, on this side. C.D. Lamb only one target, but uh, we're still going to draft C.D. Lamb in the third round. And then anything else that stuck out, we did see Blake Jarwin get a target. Nothing, uh, no catches, but uh, with Dalton Schultz, I think he's got an ankle injury right now. We're still watching that tight end battle 
uh, down the stretch here. But yeah, nothing too crazy on the receiver side. I just note the Michael Gallup. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good value this season. And then on Arizona side, Christian Kirk won catch for 34 yards. It was just his lone target. Uh, but Rondale Moore was the highlight of the Arizona side. Three catches, 23 yards on four targets. They were trying to manufacture him touches really quick and really just get him the ball in space. Uh, so three for 23, that's 5.3 fantasy points. And then you tack in the, the, the carries for 16 yards. Uh, all of a sudden, you're looking at uh, 39 total yards and three catches. That's almost seven fantasy points in roughly a quarter for Rondell Moore. So he's kind of growing on me. Uh, I don't think I trust Christian Kirk in my lineup. I don't trust, um, I definitely don't trust AJ Green. Uh, so Rondell Moore might be the guy there that could get you, you know, 10, 12 fantasy points. And I think once you get to the end of your draft, you, you could do worse, man. Rondell Moore uh, could be a fun PPR guy for us. Uh, Chase Edmonds there did get a catch as well. So this game, a little bit more depth, a little bit more to cover. Let's go check out the Saturday slate, which was just star-studded with rookie quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to start with Justin Fields versus Tua Tagovailoa, Miami at Chicago. Chicago won the game 20 to 13. Let's check out this box score. And then uh, I think we will go, let's, let's go to the Twitter here. And I'm just going to pull up some Justin Fields uh, on the search bar. And we'll watch some of his plays. Um, if I go to videos, maybe we can find something on here. Uh, but let's uh, we'll come back to that. Let's review the box score first. On Miami side, Tua was 8 of 11, 99 yards, but he did throw an interception. I didn't see the interception yet. Maybe we can look for that too. Jacoby Brissett, 6 of 10, 67 and a touchdown. And then Reed Sinet, just some backup duties at the end of the game. Uh, but the rushing attack, Salvin Ahmed, 6 for 40. Miles Gaskin, 4 for 19. The guy to note, though, uh, who actually started the game was Malcolm Brown. It was an ugly line, 9 carries for 8 yards. But he actually was the first running back on the field. And he was getting the touches, the majority of the touches with the one. So... This, if you watch my stuff, you know we're not big into Miles Gaskin. I'm really not big into much Miami offense uh, besides Tua, maybe Jalen Waddle, but we'll see. I just think this running game is going to be a committee. I mean, you got uh, Malcolm Brown, Miles Gaskin, and I think Salvin Ahmed is going to not go away. He's a pretty good running back, a really capable backup. So this is looking like a mess. Uh, for the Miami rushing game. And then the receivers, Mike Jusicki with a 50-yard catch. Uh, that was what boosted to his numbers. But two for 56, I think you could, you know, if you wanted to get Jusicki on your team, he's got a pretty cheap ADP. He's uh, he's a guy that I think if you draft Mike Jusicki, you're going to want to pair him with another tight end and kind of go in saying, let's see what happens with these two. Uh, but after that, really nothing stuck out this receiving group. We know uh, the top receivers were not going to play. Lynn Bowden played well, though, 4 for 47. There's Salvin Ahmed again, 2 for 31 and a touchdown. He's a good running back, guys. Um, so that's just going to further complicate the uh, the running back touches. Malcolm Brown did catch 1 for 7. Uh, where is our guy, Miles Gaskin? Did he make a catch at all? I don't see him with a target. Yeah, one target, one catch for 3 yards. So <sighs> Miles Gaskin in the 4th, 5th round, I just can't do it, guys. I just cannot do it. If you want any part of this Miami offense, I think it's Tua. Jasicki as a as a part of your tight end duo, and then maybe a receiver. I just I don't know which one I'm going to bank on each week. Uh, but here's the meat of this uh, this game: Justin Fields, man. Uh, well, first of all, Andy Dalton comes in two for 14, eight or two for four, 18 yards. He didn't scramble or anything. Uh, but then Justin Fields comes in and he plays a lot. He goes 14 of 20, 142 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then on the ground, five carries, 33 yards and a touchdown. I think that's, you know, that's like a typical half, you know, first half for him. He's going to throw the ball uh, quite a bit. 
probably 35 times a game. He's going to run the ball anywhere between five and 10 times. Uh, I actually did. If you guys want to get access to my, my 2021 draft kit, you can purchase that at the link in the description below. Uh, but I was just having some fun and making some numbers up here because I just don't know how Chicago can rest Justin Fields. We know what Andy Dalton can do. Uh, the first game of the year is against the Rams. I just, sure, maybe Andy Dalton gets a ceremonial start. Uh, and the, the Bears lose that game. I, people are going to be calling for Justin Fields right away. So what I did with my numbers is I gave Andy Dalton three starts. Now, just keep in mind, that's only 14 starts for Justin Fields in this, and he's my quarterback 14. And I did the same thing with Trey Lance, and they're both up there as fringe quarterback ones. If they play more than 13 or 14 games, we're looking at a quarterback one this season right away. So I prefer uh, reaching on Justin Fields, Trey Lance as my quarterback too. I think you're going to have a good time if you guys do get these. Uh, let's just, first of all, before we look at the numbers, let's just watch these uh, these Justin Fields highlights here. Um, so here he's scrambling, and he's just going to kind of do a quick little crosser here. Justin Hardy, one of the backup receivers trying to make the team, um, just making a play on his legs. This is what Justin Fields does that Andy Dalton can simply not do. Um, so he's going to extend the plays uh, often, and I think we got two minutes of highlights here on this. So let me see. Let me go back to full screen here. And again, he's just moving the pocket. And I, I just, Andy Dalton's a fine backup quarterback. Let him be the backup. I think this team can do more with Justin Fields. Again, watch him. I mean, he can do the pocket throws, no problem. That's a great jump ball opportunity there. But uh, it's, it's when he's on the run that I don't think can be replicated by Andy Dalton. So. Gets the height on it. He's looking for and really the, the only spot. Like it a little bit higher, but you're kind of nitpicking right there. Yep. Again, extending the plays, and he still makes – I mean, he, the, the threat of him running the ball is real. And then when he can go and do that, I, I, that's when it gets a little not fair. And then here's another play in the red zone. Again, he avoids the sack, extending the play. This is what he does. And then he's able to run this one in, no problem. There was a flag on the play, but I think it was on the defense. Um, man, just he passed the test. I know it's this is the first week of preseason. Like he should be doing good things, um, but I think it's very clear that he offers something that Andy Dalton cannot. I don't know how. I don't know how Chicago can contain themselves. And I'm, a, I'm a Packer fan, so Justin Fields, guys, they got one. They got a good one. Just look at this. Um, so he, he was probably the star of the day on Saturday. Again, 14 of 20, 142 yards and a touchdown, and then he added 33 yards and a touchdown on the ground. <clears throat> as far as the running game, I did see David Montgomery actually exited the game kind of early. It said that he limped off. So we need to watch this. Let me see what the new – so Bears Montgomery immediate pull, immediately pulls Justin Fields aside after the fumble and is demonstrating for him to protect the ball better. Yada, yada, yada. It looks like Montgomery is done. Just put his helmet down. Doesn't appear to be any serious medical thing, though. Uh, but I did see that he limped off after a carry. So that we need to uh, to monitor. It seems fine sitting on the bench and chatting with teammates. So maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a day off of practice or something. But uh, the backup running back, Damian Williams, two for four. They, they're, they're looking for their number three or four back. So Artavis Pierce, Khalil Herbert. Uh, and then Ryan Nall, those are going to be guys competing for the third spot. And then as far as the backup uh, receiving and pass catching, didn't really learn too much from this one. It looks like uh, Rodney Adams was the, the leading target guy for the day with six for four catches and 57 yards. There's Khalil Herbert with three for 11. Uh, Cole Komet played. 
uh, nothing really happened. You know, Darnell Mooney got a deep shot, uh, but that was uh, all about Justin Fields. So should be very excited about Justin Fields. And he's a guy that I think if you want to wait on quarterback uh, in the draft, I mean, you could, you could super, you know, just go late and grab Justin Fields and roll out Ryan Fitzpatrick or, or Tua or, or Baker Mayfield. They got a juicy schedule the first three weeks. Uh, I think you could totally just bank on Fields and Lance getting on the field earlier than later. Uh, Denver, Minnesota. Minnesota, guys, they, they're not going to have a good preseason uh, at all this season. Uh, this one's all about Denver. They just routed him 33-6. to six. Drew Locke, 5 for 7, 151 yards and two touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater, 7 of 8, 74 yards and one touchdown. They both played extremely well. The running backs, uh, Royce Freeman, 5 for 33. Javante Williams got the start, 5 for 29. He looked good. Uh, Demaria Crockett, too. He was, he's been around a few teams the last couple summers, uh, but 16 of 59. It appears that they know the packing order for the running backs. It's Melvin, it's Javante, it's Royce. And then it looks like Demaria Crockett could be the number four there. As far as wide receivers, KJ Hamler, two for 105 and a touchdown. Let's actually go to the Twitter and watch this Drew Locke bomb uh, to KJ Hamler. Um, let me see the play. Here it is. Uh, let's just do a little zoomage. So here's KJ Hamler. So you got Drew Locke. This is again early in the first quarter. Uh, I think that's Javante Williams in the backfield. Let's just hit play. I'm going to mute it first, though. Uh, Drew Locke's just going to bounce back. And again, we're on the 20 yard line. This is an 80 yard bomb here from Drew Locke. Uh, he, everyone knows he's got a huge arm. And it's good to see him uh, in sync and in rhythm with KJ Hamler there. Just an easy pitch and catch. Uh, for 80 yards, really well done from Drew Locke. Drew Locke also had another touchdown in that game. But let's get back to this. Uh, Trinity Benson caught two touchdowns, uh, four for 36. Jerry Judy, one for 33. That's awesome to see. Uh, Royce Freeman, two for 14. He's still alive and kicking as the number three running back there. And that's really it, guys. That's like really all that happened in this game. Uh, Kellen Mond, six for 16, 53 yards. Jake Browning, uh, whatever, 5 of 10. Amir Abdullah, who I don't, I don't even know who A.J. Rose Jr. is, but he got 25 carries and 100 yards, um, so that's interesting. Amir Smith-Marset, I think he's going to be their number three or four receiver, one for two. Uh, and then at the receiving side of the things, not really nothing. There's Amir Smith with two for 12. This was really – the Vikings have a problem. Like Their backups are just not as good uh, as other teams' backups. Their starters are great, don't get me wrong, but Minnesota – Need some help developing uh, those backup wide receivers and some of the backup old, old offensive line. Um, so let's move on to Cleveland and Jacksonville. Shout out to my guy Aiden Tobin if he's watching this. Uh, he was a little stressed last night on this, but uh, I'm telling him not to worry too much. The starters were in. They, they lost 3-0 in the first quarter. Cleveland, we did not learn much of anything. Kyle Lalletta, though, 19 of 27, 212 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Case Keenum, 12 for 17 and 115 yards. Um, so, of course, Cleveland's going to come out and, and, and play very well. Uh, Kyle Lalletta, he was with the Giants the last few years, I believe. And then Case Keenum, of course, he's a journeyman. He's, he's made the Vikings go to the playoffs. Uh, you're looking at two veteran guys in the preseason that know what they're doing, and they both played uh, pretty well. As far as the rushing attack here, you got the Ernest Johnson, 5 of 14. Uh, Johnny Stanton, John Kelly, just looking... Uh, not much of a running game at all. 26 carries and 41 yards. Cleveland just opened up the playbook and got the passing game going. Um, so here you have Davion Davis, John Kelly, the running back. Demetric Felton, one of their, their draft picks this season. Um, let's see, Ernest Johnson again. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, people have been talking him up in camp, three for 26. 
Uh, Rashard Higgins one for 12. Just nothing really to learn too much from this. It's it's Cleveland's backups are pretty good. They have a pretty deep team of playmakers. But on the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence gets the start, goes 6 of 9 for 71 yards. Let's actually look at the play-by-play -play here. I want to just pull up and show you guys uh, what our man did here. Uh, where is the first quarter? Why can't I do? Here we go. End of game. Where is the first quarter? Oh, up here. Okay. Um, so the first drive of the game, Trevor Lawrence was sacked right away for seven yards. He fumbled. Jacksonville got it back. Uh, but then the, the first play, pass short right to LaVisca Chenault for eight yards. Another pass to Marvin Jones for 10 yards. Uh, James Robinson up the middle for nine yards. James Robinson for four yards. Uh, incomplete to Carlos Hyde, whatever. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence again to Chenault for six yards. Pass incomplete to Chenault. Um, so LaVisca Chenault was busy. He got three targets out of this. Marvin Jones played well. He got a target. Uh, but James Robinson, guys, gets the opening carries. He had two carries for 13 yards with uh, the starting offense. I think, to me, that's the biggest takeaway. You don't see any Travis Etienne in there, and Carlos Hyde was in there uh, before Etienne. So uh, the second drive of the game, Lawrence to Manhurts, the tight end, sacked, and then a deep shot to Marvin Jones. So that was pretty awesome. And then you see Travis Etienne come in here for the two-yard uh, rush, incomplete to Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones for seven yards, and then James Robinson back in. Um, so James Robinson out-touched Etienne in the first two drives, four to one, I believe it was, or maybe three to one, I can't remember. Uh, the other drive here, I think Minshew comes in for this one. But um, so I'm, I'm, I'm more care about uh, Trevor Lawrence right now. Six for set, six for nine, seventy-one yards. He should be the starter when he was in the offense. James Robinson again, three for thirteen. Travis Etienne only one touch. Um, and then the receivers, Marvin Jones is going to be the real deal. I think three for fifty-two, four targets. Uh, and then LaVisca, three for four or two for fourteen on three targets. I think I prefer both of those guys over. Uh, DJ Chark at the moment. Marvin Jones is going to be a steal. So if you want somebody for cheap, Marvin Jones is probably the guy to target. Uh, but that's kind of the you know the main takeaways from this uh, Jaguars game is to don't overreact from one game. The offense looked good. The, the offensive line just needs to shore up a little bit. They gave up some sacks uh, to Trevor Lawrence that need to be just cleaned up a little bit. So we'll move on to the next game here. If you're still hanging out, don't forget to like the video. That helps the channel grow. Uh, we're going to move on to New Orleans and Baltimore, where we have a quarterback battle between the Saints and the Ravens. Uh, Taysom Hill actually got the start. He was 8 for 12, 81 yards. He didn't throw a pick. Jameis Winston, 7 of 12, 96 yards. He got the touchdown, but he also threw a pick. Ian Book, also the number three quarterback, 9 for 16, 126 yards. And he threw a pick. So all Saints quarterbacks throw an interception. Uh, as far as the running backs go, Tony Jones Jr., 7 of 82 and a touchdown. Latavius Murray, uh, one of the more valuable handcuffs. I don't really think of him as a handcuff, especially now that there's 17 games to the season. Uh, no Michael Thomas. I think the Saints are going to be very run heavy. So you're going to see Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara used quite a bit. So I think if you want to snag a guy like Latavius Murray in the double-digit rounds, not a bad idea. If anything does happen to AK-41, you got Latavius Murray. And then Devonta Freeman, uh, keep an eye on him. He went 6-for-6. Six six. Uh, but the receiving game, I mean, you see this team pass for 272 yards. Let's see and open it up here. Um, so you got Jawan Johnson. I think he's been around a few uh, camps before. Uh, but the main takeaway from this, this game, guys, was Marquez Callaway. I've been pumping him up. The last couple weeks here, he is, I think, the receiver to own in New Orleans. He goes three for 61 on four targets. 
Now, uh, I don't know how long he played. I can kind of look and see how early he got all that damage done. Uh, but I feel pretty good about it. If that's what he does in one half of football, you're, I mean, you're going to probably get, you know, five catches, maybe 80 yards uh, from that day too. So Marquez Callaway, he is the receiver to own. You can get him in maybe the, the 11th, 12th round. It depends on how many teams or how many players are in your league. But Marquez Callaway, I've been snagging him up in all the best ball drafts I do. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this game. Uh, I didn't see anything else really here worth noting. Uh, little Jordan Humphrey, three for 29 and a touchdown. Uh, he's going to make the team, I think. Uh, but overall, it's a mixed bag of results. Jameis Winston did throw the touchdown, but he also threw the pick. Uh, every quarterback got sacked once. They all threw a pick, and the passing numbers are kind of similar. So we'll see. I think we need more info on these two. And then I kind of you know, didn't talk much about the, the Bridgewater and Drew Locke battle, but that's going to be another really good battle. Uh, week two of the preseason, we'll see more of those two quarterbacks dueling it out. And then on the Baltimore side, we really didn't learn much of anything. Trace McSorley looked okay, 11 of 18, 86 in a touchdown. Uh, but Tyler Huntley, 12 of 16, 79 yards. He also carried seven times, 43 yards in a touchdown. So they clearly have the running back up quarterbacks. Uh, you know, behind Lamar. So they're going to, the offense isn't going to change if Lamar misses a game or two. Um, but uh, the weird thing too, though, was uh, J.K. Dobbins, three carries, zero yards. It's probably the backup uh, offensive line. So nothing really crazy there. Uh, I didn't see any anything else that I really needed to note here from the running backs. As far as the wide receivers go, nah, nothing really here, guys. Uh, Josh Oliver, the former tight end for the 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 uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars four for twenty two six targets he was uh, probably one of the bright spots of the day uh, but nothing really learned here James Proch second year player Justice Hill uh, we'll see I think I think the the Ravens will show us a little bit more next week and the week after that uh, but man the Saints we'll see Marquez Callaway get him New York versus New York this was a this was a a rock fight twelve to seven uh, of course we got Zach Wilson debuting six for nine sixty three total yards. Uh, he didn't really run the ball at all. I was hoping for him to scramble a little bit. Uh, but as far as his receivers go, I don't know if he connected with Denzel Mims. Three for 51. Pretty good number there from Denzel Mims. We know he's been kind of on the hot seat. Uh, Vincent Smith's going to probably make the team. Uh, but Corey Davis, two of 18, four targets. Keeling Cole, one for 16. Tyler Croft's going to be the starting tight end. Don't even really think about taking Chris Herndon. Uh, I think before we get into this, I want to go to the play-by-play. And uh, let's just see. So the Giants opened up the ball here. Uh, Glenn got the start, incomplete to Slayton, incomplete to Cole Hikatini, sacked. Just an awful start for the Giants. Uh, but the first drive here, Zach Wilson goes and gets a field goal. Um, so that's awesome. Tyler Johnson gets the start, 11 yards. Uh, Zach Wilson to Corey Davis for nine. Tyler Johnson for three. Michael Carter gets in the game right away. Five-yard carry, five-yard carry. Incomplete to Corey Davis. Michael Carter, another carry. Um, Zach Wilson to Corey Davis, nine yards. Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson, and then incomplete to Davis. So I'm really liking this. Michael Carter gets three carries on the first opening drive for, what was it, 14 yards. And then uh, Corey Davis, I think those are the two guys that right now, uh, I think they deserve to be potentially drafted in the middle of the draft. So uh, nothing really learned from the Giants side. Let's go look at this. Uh, Mike Glennie got the start, 3 of 7, 20 yards. Clayton Thorson, 5 of 16, 72 yards. And the touchdown. We didn't learn anything from the Giants at all. The running backs, Corey Clement, 5 for 32. Devontae Booker, 3 for 12. Uh, the wide receivers, David Sills, still kicking it around. Uh, but Slayton got some run. Like, really nothing learned from the Giants side. Uh, but I did want to note, no Elijah Moore in this one. We know he's dealing with a little injury. 
Uh, but Michael Carter, one, one catch, nine yards, and he did get the carries here. Uh, where was he? Seven for 22. That's, that's a good sign there. They do like uh, Tyler Johnson, who was the opening starter, and then Michael P. Ryan did get the touchdown. So uh, we're going to continuing. We have to continue to watch the Jets because they're going to tell us what they're going to do. Uh, but I'm excited about the rookie, Michael Carter, maybe even Zach Wilson as a quarterback, too, in Superflex Leagues. Uh, and then, of course, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Those are the names that we're going to watch for uh, in the next game. Cincinnati versus Tampa Bay. We really didn't learn anything on this one either. No Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Mixon did play one carry, three yards. Uh, Jocks Patrick, though, 15 of 71. Chris Evans was one of their draft picks, 12 for 25 and a touchdown. Uh, Samaj P. Run, I think, was the next man up after Mixon, three for five. Um, the quarterbacks, Kyle Shermer, Brandon Allen, nothing really fancy. Uh, but the wide receivers uh, in Cincinnati, we saw T. Higgins make a catch, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. So they all caught one of their targets. Tyler Boyd did get two targets, but nice to see all three receivers rolling and looking uh, you know, just fine. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady played the first series, one for two, nine yards. He did get sacked. Uh, the running backs, Ronald Jones, one for zero. Leonard Fournette, two for two. Keyshawn Vaughn, 11 for 27 and a touchdown. Uh, the wide receivers, you know, Mike Evans, Godwin didn't play. Uh, I did think Antonio Brown did get a target. Nothing there, though. Uh, but just a, a bunch of nothing. Uh, good to see O.J. Howard make a play. One for 15. Gio Bernard, two for 16. Uh, Tanner Hudson, a really good sleeper tight end for Tampa Bay that they've been developing the last few seasons. He was the leading receiver, four for 48. Uh, Jalen Darden, one of their draft picks, two for 19. Just nothing really learned here uh, from either side of this game. So we'll kind of just scrap that one. And uh, we'll move on. Kyle Trask didn't really do anything either. I think he was like 4 or 15 or something uh, for 30-some yards. Um, so I'm looking here. Houston at Green Bay. Now, this was the one game where I did watch the majority of it, just being in Milwaukee. This was the game I had live. It was all about Jordan Love, 12 of 17, 122 yards and a touchdown. He did get sacked, uh, but he was moving the ball uh, – two three and outs to start the game but then that sec uh, the third drive uh he things kind of came to life he was moving the ball just fine uh Devin was uh, the best receiver on the field six for 70 on eight targets Millie Taylor also played well five for 50 Jay Sternberger there was a nice play from Love to Sternberger three for 35 and then Kylan Hill the seventh round running back caught the touchdown from Jordan Love so let me actually go look for these numbers and these uh, I guess these highlights because uh, Love made a couple nice throws. The offense was uh, pretty easy. It looked just like his um, like his Utah State tape, uh, just a lot of short stuff. And then they, you know, they preferred to take a shot every now and then. Um, so here we have – this was the Jace Sternberger catch that really got things going. He needed like a big play here to kind of get his confidence up. Uh, but a really nice, you know, seam stretch down the middle of the field. I thought that was probably the, the the moment that got things going. And then here's the Kylan Hill screen pass, one of the staples of Green Bay's offense, just excellent blocking downfield. Kylan Hill is able to do the rest. Uh, but Jordan Love, man, again, here's that other throw or other view of the Sternberger. Uh, a pretty good night. Um, just short area stuff, really easy. Uh, the offensive line could not block Houston. The backup offensive line for Green Bay was, was a liability all night. Uh, but overall, pretty good pretty good uh, showing for Jordan Love. The running game was non-existent for Green Bay, 21-49. On the Texans side, Tyrod Taylor got the start. They moved the ball down, got the field goal right away. Uh, but 4-for-4, four four, 40 yards. 
the receivers, Chris Conley was the main guy, four for 51. Kiki Cutie, two for 21. Nico Collins had one nice play uh, early in the game, one for 24. Anthony Miller got in there, two for 15. Didn't really learn much of Houston at all. Besides, Tyrod Taylor's probably the starter. Davis Mills looked okay, 11 for 22, 112 yards and a touch or interception. Uh, but Scotty Phillips looked like the main backup there to keep an eye on. Uh, and then I think it's Philip Lindsay's backfield, guys. Philip Lindsay had the most touches early in the game, five for 14. David Johnson, he got one carry, negative one yards. Wasn't even uh, much of a factor in the passing game. I don't think he got a target. Um, so uh, if, any, if I learned anything from Houston, it's, it's going to be Philip Lindsay uh, made some interesting uh, carries early on. So that's probably the one guy to maybe consider. Kansas City in San Francisco. Patrick Mahomes played a little bit of this one, and then we'll get to Trey Lance in a second. We'll pull up his plays. Uh, Kansas City, Pat Mahomes in for a little bit, one for two, four yards. Uh, just nothing really happened early for them. Uh, let me see. I think Travis Kelsey, one for four. Tyreek Hill, one for five. Clyde Edwards caught one for five. Um, Miko Hardman, you know, I think he dropped one. It was, you know, a bad, uh, just a bad drop there. But anyways, the backups played a lot. Aaron Anthony Gordon, uh, Shane Buchel, and then Chad Henney did throw the touchdown. As far as the running game, Clyde Edwards looked good. Four for 16, 10 yards. I thought that was kind of the standout there. The offensive line looked better. Uh, 22 of 74. That's not a bad uh, stat line there with the one touchdown just to the quarterback here. Uh, but it's going to be all about Clyde Edwards. It's interesting. Jerick McKinnon got some run. Darwin Thompson got some run. And then Daryl Williams, too. So they, they kind of played everybody. Uh, as far as receiving goes, nothing really here stuck out to me. Cornell Powell, two for 20. Byron Pringle caught the touchdown. Uh, but not a whole lot. Not a whole lot from the Kansas City Chiefs on this side. This one was all about Trey Lance. Now, he did not have a good completion percentage at all. He was 5 of 14, 128 yards and a touchdown. Let's go pull up that touchdown bomb. Um let me get the search bar and try that. Um, this game, this was early in the game. Let me go to videos here. So here's the play, just a casual roll out left and just fires it. And then he lets the receiver make a play. And uh, he does the rest, Trent Sherfield, for 80 yards. So we had a couple bombs today. Uh, Drew Locke had the one. Trey Lance had this one. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's another one or two that we missed. But Trey Lance comes in, 5 of 14, not a great day. He was sacked four times. I think that was part of it, too. He's playing with the bum backup offensive line. Josh Rosen got some run, 10 of 15, 93 yards and a pick. Jimmy Garoppolo, 3 for 3, 26 yards. You know what you're going to get from Jimmy. Uh, but Trey Lance was able to touch the field and get things a little bit more exciting. Jermichael Hasty looked good, 10 for 63 and a touchdown. Trey Sermon kind of got the starting carries, 9 for 26. Uh, I think he did fumble as well. Wayne Gallman got some runs, six for 21. Brandon Ayuk did get a carry, one for eight. He's going to get probably one or two carries per game at this point. Um, Charlie Warner, backup tight end, made a really nice catch and run. Uh, Juwan Jennings looked really good as well. Trey Sermon was nice, though, two for 14 in the passing game. I like seeing that. Uh, but nothing really learned from the, the 49ers besides Trey Lance. Uh, I would I would love to see Trey Lance with uh, the number one offense, get George Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk in there and see what happens. But uh, he passes the test, 5 of 14, not the greatest. But, again, he was under duress a lot, four sacks. Uh, um, but he gets the 80-yard touchdown, which is, is good for the tape. It's a good, uh, good debut from Trey Lance. And then we got two more games left. Seattle, Las Vegas, I really didn't learn anything from this game. Uh, Seattle didn't play really anybody. Alex McGough, Geno Smith, Sean Mannion. Um, DJ Dallas, 5 for 24. That's nice, I guess. Alex Collins, 2 for 1. 
Uh, DJ Dallas did catch a touchdown, two for 45 and a touchdown. So he, if anything happens to Rashad Penny or Chris Carson, DJ Dallas could be the receiving back there. He might even get some work, even if those guys are healthy. But you see really nothing happened uh, from these names here on the Seattle side. Nathan Peterman played a full game, 29 of 39, 246 and an interception. Got sacked four times. Raiders were able to run the ball, though. Uh, you see 36 carries, 158 yards and two touchdowns. Trey Ragas. 13 of 62 and a touchdown. Uh, we got BJ Emmons, Emmons, 9 for 45 and a touchdown. Um, nothing like this was all backups, guys. So nothing really to take from this game. Zay Jones looked okay, 3 for 57. Keelan Doss doing good things, 6 for 55. And then you got DJ Turner, uh, 7 for 43. Trey Ragos again, 3 for 20. Ragos had a good game. He looked like he can be a, a backup running back in this league. And then uh, our final game, I'm sorry if this video is running long. There's just a lot of games to cover. We got one more game today on Sunday yet. It's going to start in about 20 minutes. Uh, but the Chargers-Rams, did we learn anything from this one? Not really. Chase Daniel, Easton Stick, both threw the ball for the Chargers. Larry Roundtree looked good, 8 for 63, much better than Josh Kelly's 8 for 19. So they're fighting for the number three spot. Uh, I think Justin Jackson, the reports are that he's got the number two spot locked up, 5 for 13. Uh, looking at the receivers, Josh Palmer, 6 for 36, really good night for him. Um, they got Jason Moore, Donald Parham, their backup tight end. Jalen Guyton, 2 for 16. There's Justin Jackson. Um, so nothing really learned from the Chargers, but we're just watching that backup running back spot. For the Rams, we know they're not going to play their starters. They they, they played Devlin Hodges, and uh, we got Bryce Perkins in here getting some, some throws. Um, Xavier Jones, he's been the number two running back talked up in camp, 7 for 21. Raymond Calais, another guy to keep an eye on, 7 for 14. The rookie Jake Funk, 5 of 12. Um, nothing really here. Jacob Harris, the tight end slash receiver, 4 for 43. 2-2 Atwell, 2 for 21. Just nothing really learned from this game. It was kind of a rock fight, too. Just a low-scoring, grinded-out kind of game. So it's week one of the preseason. Did we learn anything? Some things we did. We learned Justin Fields looks ready for it. We learned Trey Lance probably needs to get some reps with the ones. Um, I think Jordan Love kind of passed the test too, going on that one nice 80-yard touchdown drive. Um, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, we got to monitor that. Um, so there's a lot of things to work themselves out, but uh, we'll get to that week two of preseason. We got games, I think, on Thursday night. I'm not sure of the schedule, uh, but we'll get stock drafts. We'll do some more training camp updates throughout the week and look at practice reports and uh, injury reports and everything. So uh, that's going to do it for this video. Have a good rest of your Sunday, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.